This podcast is sponsored by Smokers Abbey. They've got everything you could want. Craft cigars, quality pipe tobacco, a huge liquor and draft beer selection, everything you need to find rest for your soul. Smokers Abbey has two locations around the Nashville area, one right in the heart of East Nashville and the other over in Gallatin, Tennessee. So what are you waiting for? Head over to Smokers Abbey today. They're open late. Buckle your seatbelt and hold on, where Nashville music scene comes alive, right where you are. You're listening to Notable Nashville Podcast with your host, Groove Dr. J. Don't miss a beat. Hey guys, this is Austin Markham, and this is my song, Look at Me Now. Try to label me and tell me who I couldn't be And if I'm being honest, man, most people don't be loving me They told me they loved me, but then they weren't around to see How I just walked right past all the pretty little prophecies Look at me, look at me, look at me now What you could have had and what you missed out on Look at me, look at me, look at me now mm, Look at me now People in the church, they couldn't help with my identity And if I'm being honest, they didn't know what to do with me no, no, they told me they loved me but didn't care enough to see That I just need a family before I know what to believe yeah. Look at me, look at me, look at me now What you could have had and what you missed out on Look at me, look at me, look at me now Just judge, I don't care if you think I'm enough Just look at the man I become Look at me now Oh, look at me now Yeah mm. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Notable Nashville Podcast. We got Austin. I just called you Austin. Austin Markham. What's up, man? How are you? Good. So you may have, if you guys have listened to the show, I had you on back in 2021, a little phone interview, but I wanted to have you back to perform some songs. So thanks for playing that. Thanks look for at, having Look me. at me now. That's kind of an older tune that's been out for a while, right? Yes. Yeah, we released that um, that same year I interviewed with you. 
doesn't feel like that long ago. But yeah, we wanted to do an acoustic version for you. And that was the first time I played it acoustic, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I enjoyed it. And uh, I'm sure everybody else listening. I loved it. Grant's amazing. It. He can play the alphabet. And yeah, shout out amazing. Grant. Yeah, shout out to Grant. So um, you guys met like through just like working just together? Just gigs, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I actually played a church gig with him and then was like, hey, come to my gigs. And nice. so it worked out. Yeah. That's really cool. So what have you been up to since we, we've talked? Um, well, one thing that I saw that you just uh, started as a vocal coach, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm, it's still kind of weird. One of my friends just texted me and he was like, yeah, so you're, you're like a teacher now. Like, yeah, I don't know how that sounds. But yeah, I, <laughs> I accepted a position at Soviet Street Vocal Studios here in Nashville. It's kind of by Music Row. And I'm really excited just to really kind of branch out of my own voice and actually get to help other people with their voice. Uh -huh. It's been a, a cool journey. I've been studying with Sophie, the lady who owns the studio, for about a year now. And just learning a lot about the voice, a lot about music, and really how, you know, so many things affect your voice, not just your vocal cords, but your right. environment and stress and, you know, um, so many things. So it's, it's really opened a lot of things to my perspective that I didn't know before. So how do people book sessions with you? Is it kind of like a private? Um... Yeah, so we're, um, we do like, we, we, we do other things other than private. Um, Sophie does events and such. But for me, uh, I do one-on-one -on -one private lessons. And there's a link in my Instagram bio. My Instagram is done by Austin. Um, the little plug there. But plug that. Yeah. And it's just uh, a link. You, you can book a single lesson or a package. And you just come in the studio. We start working the first lesson. And I'm, I'm helping students right now, like, write songs, work on, um, work on demos for the studio, or maybe work on an audition song for okay. an important audition. Honestly, anything. If you sing or even Sophie's had clients that speak and they just want to learn more, uh -huh. you know, maybe a radio personnel like you and just want to know how to take care of their voice. So oh, sure. even if you don't sing, you can come in for a lesson. So how did you kind of get to that point where did you take kind of vocal lessons yourself to get to that point of like, oh, I know my... I know my voice. I know what needs to happen and and to make it, you know, project or whatever you're teaching these people that you're that you're helping. For sure. Um, like, how did you get to that point? Well, I started singing at seven, so I've been singing a really long time. But I didn't ever really have a professional coach during the last sixteen years. Um, that sounds so long. I'm twenty three now, uh, and so because of that, I really when I moved to Nashville uh, two years ago, I really wanted to find a coach just to help me sustain my career. A lot of people, you know, end up having to get surgery on their voice. I mean, so many people like Adele and gosh, so many people get surgery and I just wanted to be able to take care of my voice. So I got a coach two years ago and then I met Sophie a year ago and I've been with her ever since. And she just teaches a method that not a lot of people teach. And it's just basically based on repetition and muscle memory and really just learning your voice yourself so that you don't have to rely on a coach okay. your whole life. So it's really just setting up this foundational thing that you can use before a show or in the studio. And it's really changed my voice, honestly. I couldn't have sang what I just sang if I didn't have that. Amazing. So you started singing at seven. I want to know kind of who influenced your, your sound or how you kind of got to, you know, produce your solo stuff today. I mean, gosh, I'm literally a walking sponge. I, I listen and take notes. I'm always, I always have my phone. The two things that hold the most storage is obviously photos. Some of photographer, oh, for but sure. second is um, my notes, and then third would probably be voice memos. I'm, an, I'm always recording. If I hear something on the radio, I'm always taking from everywhere. And I think those are the best artists that can really take inspiration from anything. Uh -huh. 
but more musically, I mean, I love I love old music. I've always liked old music. I grew up listening to 90s country, which is exact opposite of what I sing, but it really made me appreciate true voices. And so I've tried to be that artist that didn't need to rely on autotune or didn't need to rely on, you know, all this production, but be able to sit at a piano or a guitar and just sing. Um, and so some of my favorite artists were just simple melodies. I loved listening to Adele growing up. I loved um, Whitney Houston, Jennifer Hudson, um, Luther Vandross, like just these old souls that you could just feel their music. Mm -hmm. And I started singing in church. And so I wanted to kind of bring church with me, not in the sense of like religion, but in the sense of being able to feel what you're singing. And so anytime I sing, I really, that's my prayer that someone feels what I'm singing and I want it to be authentic and unique and just want it to be something that someone can experience. And so I try to do that with my music, with my EP we released, I really, it was titled Me, and it was really just um, a passion project, honestly. Uh -huh. And I talked about a lot of deep things because I wanted people to be able to resonate with the project. And so part of the reason why I haven't released music in those two years since is because I really am, I'm not a perfectionist, but I want to make sure that what I'm releasing reflects me in the season I'm in. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of how I go about writing in the same sense when I'm writing a song is I'm focusing on authenticity. I'm focusing on is this representing who I am? Is this going to resonate with someone else? And then obviously making sure I do that with my voice too. Yeah, I think I talked a little bit about your writing process in the in the interview in uh, 2021, but uh, do you have you kind of found people that you write with now, like in Nashville, um, yeah. that you maybe not have before? Yeah, um, since my last project, I've been um, writing with my friend Hannah Jacobs, and she's just one of the best songwriters in Nashville, if I'm being honest. And um, I still write with my friend Abby Malloy. And um, oh yeah, thanks for hooking me up with her. She she was on the show. Yeah, yeah, I I forgot she was on the show. Yeah, I love Abby. She literally wrote like half my EP. Uh, we co-wrote a lot of stuff, and uh -huh. she's um, she's one of those people that you just have an in an instant connection with. She's easy. You just hang. She's an easy hang, and she's amazing at what she does. But yeah, since then, I've been writing with Hannah Jacobs, and um, I met a couple producers through TikTok, actually, here in oh, Nashville. Wow. And um, the guy I've been working with, his name is Trey, and he's a mutual friend of a friend. And so, yeah, I'm really, right now, I'm just kind of, um, just kind of feeling out new music right now and really just being able to figure out what season I'm in. I think that's most of music is figuring out what you're feeling, which mm -hmm. is sometimes a process. And then once you figure out that that feeling, then you know how do we get this into a song? For sure. So you asked me to ask you some deep questions. So I, <laughs> I have one that I wanted to ask because yeah. you know I kind of grew up in the church as well, and well, I grew up in the Catholic Church, but okay. um, I was kind of jaded because you know I'm a I'm a gay man, and mm -hmm. they they always preach like that that is wrong. You're going yeah. to hell. Yeah. And so you know I came to Nashville, and I went to a multitude of uh, different churches. I went to Cross Point. I went to the Belonging, and I'm not saying go to going to church and listening to like praise music is bad, yeah. but some of the things that turn me off is like, oh, they're always asking for money or oh, if, it, if it was church to just like, you know, go hear a good message, hear some good music, then I'd be for it. But I haven't been to church in a long time. So right. I've been kind of turned off by it. What would you kind of give advice to people that may be kind of feeling the same way as, as me of being like, oh, you know, the church is like out for money or you know, certain things, because I know you're very, you know, prominent in the, in the church scene. Yeah. I mean, I, I grew up in church. My grandpa was a pastor. And so I definitely have a unique perspective because of that. I've seen the good, bad, and ugly of church. I think what's important to remember 
especially with church, is it's a building of people. And my kind of saying is where there's people, there's problems. And mm -hmm. so I think a lot of times, regardless of what you believe, but a lot of times someone has an experience with, you know, pastors or maybe someone at staff at a church or maybe just someone in the church. And they take that as a reflection of the entire church or even sometimes as a reflection of Jesus, um, if that's the religion of that church or beliefs of the church. So for me, I try to really have the perspective of I'm going for me mm -hmm. as an individual. And so that experience is individual. And so um, I also, I go to the belonging. That's my my church. And so I've, I've definitely had some bad experiences with churches. And uh, I've even had experiences where people have, you know, kicked me off the worship team because of various reasons, because I didn't, you know, believe exactly what they believed. And so there's definitely times when churches can become so religious and rigid mm -hmm. that it it turns people away, unfortunately. And so, I mean, if, if there was a friend asking, you know, hey, this is kind of what I'm dealing with. Should I stop going to church? Should I try? I mean, for me, honestly, my relationship with God is between me and God. And I think that church and really just community, not necessarily church, but community helps your beliefs mm -hmm. of whatever faith you believe. I think community helps in so many ways because when you're having a bad week or you're you know struggling with something specific you can go around other people who also are experiencing those things because we just live in a in a fallen world and live in a um a crazy time right now um and when you get to go around people within your community they can really point you to truth and point you to really just to point your eyes up and for me that's kind of what church is it's just like a a, a reset of the week a refresh to really like remember that i'm not the only one going through hard times and that um that there is a God that can help me and, and bring me peace in the midst of hard times. And there's people that are good. There are good people. Um, and so, man, I would just say to, to try to keep, keep searching, you know, mm -hmm. maybe, maybe it's not a church right now in the season of life you're in, but maybe it's just, you know, kind of waking up and meditating in the morning and doing a Devo. That's the most times I hear from God. And the most times I feel like, you know, really at peace is in the mornings, just with me and a Bible and some worship music. And so yeah. I think, it's important to, and my mom always says this is Austin, like your life and, 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 and what you do is yours. Like it's someone else's, it's not yours to judge. And she's taught me that my whole life. And so I try to not, you know, set standards for other people because that's not my job, even just as a human, not just a Christian, but that's mm -hmm. just not my job as a human. And so I think we all have an individual walk and whether you believe in God or not is up to you. But if you do, um, I, I would just encourage people to t tap into that relationship with just you, you mm. know, in the mornings. And I love meditating. That's something practical that I do in the mornings and just sitting still. I'm sometimes an anxious person. And so that helps just even just having like a synth pad on or, or, you know, like I sometimes I'll type in my phone, like spa music, just to like kind of relax and calm just down. Meditate and calm, yeah. Calm, just kind yeah. of be still and, and just kind of reflect on the good in your life. But it's definitely something that a lot of people struggle with. And especially my generation, um, you know, during the pandemic, a lot of people, a lot of churches went online. And I think that so many people got used to that. And so that's how people are experiencing church now. And mm -hmm. I was joking with my mom the other day. I was like, there's probably a lot of people that don't want to come back because people are rude and people are, you know, sometimes judgmental. And yeah. So I think it's just whatever you make it, you know, it's kind of your, your own thing. But you're not putting out music as like a Christian artist, though. You kind of want to be your own R&B or yeah. whatever kind of genre. Yeah, have. I mean, you're always evolving as an artist. I feel like I've changed that little one-liner in my bio so many times. But my latest is kind of like pop soul. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of where I fit in. Um, I always like kind of like a 
a mix between Sean Mendez and like John Legend or Sean oh, yeah. Mendez and you know a little church I I still am like you can hear church in my voice you know you can hear the soul and so I don't want to take that away so I just kind of want to bring that to to pop music and I think there's been some really cool artists that have done that and um, again it's kind of what you make it, you know, being an mm -hmm. artist is just kind of an individual lane. Yeah. But I love what you said about like trying to be authentic because I think a lot of artists are just writing to get the next hit or, you know, it's not really sure. how they feel or what, what they're actually sure. are feeling. Um, so I think if you stick with that, then I'll be a fan. For sure. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. Um, but so I kind of want to know your future plans. You got anything in the works of like releases or anything, any shows? Yeah, I mean, this past uh, six months has been crazy. I just graduated from college, and um, it's just been kind of a whirlwind. And so now, uh, in this new year, I've really been just kind of setting my priorities. Um, I am planning a few gigs here in Nashville. I don't have anything super set in stone that I can share right now, but I am planning on, on coming around and singing more. I'm excited about that. I'm working on some new music that should be out by the end of the year, and really just finding uh, a way to be inspired again. I think, you know, ever since the pandemic, it's kind of been hard to to kind of come out of the bad in the world. And I've just been kind of really busy this past six months. And so I'm trying to like refresh my mind to find new music. So I'm definitely working on new music and, and working with a few producers and, and writers. And yeah, hopefully the next time I talk to you, we'll have some, some singles out. Very cool. Well, I may have heard that you also have auditioned for American Idol. Um, I don't know if that's truthful or not. But. Yeah, I, I did audition oh, for man. Idol. That's all I can say. That's all you can say for uh, now? Yeah, I don't want an attorney calling me. But so we'll just have to tune yeah, in? Yeah, just leave it tune at in that. Tune in to see? Yes. Okay, yeah. cool. The, show's, the show airs uh, February 19th on ABC, and it's also on Hulu. So, yeah, uh, that's all I can say. Very nice. So cool. all the plug, yeah. Well, thanks so much, Austin, for uh, coming on the show again. And yeah, thank you so much. Uh, you want to close us out with uh, another song? Yeah, I'm going to sing Gravity by John Mayer, one of my favorite songs. Nice. That's one of my favorites, too. Ain't twice as good 
Thanks for tuning in to Notable Nashville Podcast, broadcast from Acme Radio Live right in the heart of downtown Nashville. Check us out on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And if you like it, you can also support this podcast on Anchor by clicking the link in the platform that you are listening on. Hey, until next time, thanks for listening to Notable Nashville.